Well, hi everyone, I'm Molly and welcome to The Check-In, our regular podcast where we talk all things British Airways. It's hosted by colleagues from across the airline with guest speakers joining to give you the inside scoop on what's happening at the UK's flag carrier. Joining me today to host the podcast is our very own Caroline and Caroline works in our airport team. Hi Caroline. Oh, hi everyone. Thanks Molly. Um, it's great to be here. Now this is our second podcast in this series. Oh my god, we're on a roll Molly, aren't we? <laughs> it's going good. <laughs> what next? TikToks. <laughs> We'll get the boys to do the proclaimers, you know, the 500 <laughs> miles on. Can we get them to do that next? <laughs> um, now, the first podcast, we were grateful to have Carrie Harris join us. And she gave us an overview of our sustainability programme called BA Better World. Now, in this podcast, we'll be discussing one pillar of that programme, and that's diversity and inclusion. And why it's so critical to our new plan for recovery, which is a better BA. Now, International Women's Day is coming up on March the 8th, so we have invited a number of female guest speakers from across the airline to discuss this topic and also gender equality within the airline and also to share their opinions and experiences. And I'm really excited about that. So, in fact, our lovely co-hosts, Paul and Julian, decided to leave this one to us, Molly. <laughs> I wonder why. Tiny, viol tiny violin. <laughs> they thought they're not going to get a word in edgeways. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> firstly, I have the pleasure of introducing our Chief Financial Officer, Rebecca Napier. Welcome, Rebecca. Great to have you here. Thank you. Hi. Thank you. Hi, Caroline. Hi, Molly. Hi, everyone. Hi. Hi. Thank you so much for having me and invite me along today. This is actually the first podcast I've ever featured in, so I'm very excited to join you. Oh, we're so grateful to have you as well, oh, Rebecca. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> as Caroline said, so we're talking all things about International Women's Day. Um, so International Women's Day started in 1975. And as Caroline said, it's going to be the, on the 8th of March. Um, and it's promoting um, equal world for women. Um, so can you share a little, uh, a little bit of an insight about you and your role so our listeners can learn a bit more about you, Rebecca? Yes, of course. So I'm the Chief Financial Officer here at British Airways and I've been at BA 16 years this year, always in finance. Um, I've worked in a variety of different roles, kind of moved around every 18 months to two years and also done a stint in some of the IAG entities as well. Um, and I was made CFO back in 2019 in the summer, so I've been doing it um, for a few years. Also, I am married and have two kids, so I've got twins and they're six, um, and oh, also wow. two dogs. <laughs> wow, amazing. So tell me a bit about your thoughts on why it's important we mark International Women's Day. I mean, some of the challenges women face in the workplace, you know, have you experienced any, any challenges within your role, you know, so, chief financial officer or anything like that? For me, the most important thing about International Women's Day is it's the one day that we stand back and really highlight and celebrate women's achievements. And importantly, we show it's possible to for women to take on senior positions in the workplace and that it's not unusual for that to be the case. Um, talking about me, I've been really lucky in my profession. I don't really think genders actually ever held me back um, but I appreciate that's not the same experience for, for everybody and we've all got a part to play in improving the visibility of women in senior positions. Um, 
I think it's important that we talk about this from early on. So I tell my kids that they can be whatever they want to be. And obviously uh, I talk about the job that I have here at BA and that I lead a team because it's important to me that they see that me role modelling and that they're not ever caught up in gender stereotypes, thinking that, you know, one job's for a man and another one's yeah. more suitable for a woman. That I, I don't want them to have that perception because I, I personally believe that everything's achievable and, it's, and, and gender shouldn't get in the way of that. But I think it, in reality, look, I, some women I, I hear put themselves down in what I think sometimes could be an effort to make other people feel comfortable and you know they find it difficult to promote themselves because they think they're going to come across as egotistical or like they're blowing their own trumpet but actually we need to call that out and we shouldn't be doing that to ourselves I know I was chatting to one of my colleagues last week and actually she was saying to me that she feels like she suffers from imposter syndrome and we've we've all been there thinking that you know you don't belong somewhere or don't deserve to have the the role that you've got which is absolutely not the case and then she was giving me an example of where she'd been in a meeting with, with a male colleague and and made a comment like this is just what I think you don't really have to take it into consideration if you don't think it's valid and then like within moments then why why did I say that yeah, you know yeah. um she she's she's great at her job she's really confident and capable and in fact the the gentleman she was talking to she's actually more experienced than but she shared that with me and I know she'd said she'd shared that experience with her team um really to to lead by example because it does still happen and, and we need to check ourselves when we find mm. ourselves in those sorts of situation and yeah, the, the other aspect to this is it, it is still also the case for many women that they're still carers of the family and juggling childcare. I said to you, I've got yeah. two kids, so I can very much relate to that. You've got the pressures of trying to work and then can you ever do the pickups and the drop offs of the kids trying to get exactly. home to see them before they go to mm -hmm. bed, yeah, get them exactly. to do their homework, all of that stuff. I mean, we've we've all got those things. And, and, and unfortunately, it's not the case for everyone, of course, but there, there, I know a lot of women that actually face that challenge alongside trying to get their job done and people often ask me well what you know what what tips would you give people then you, you obviously have got kids and, and and a big job and you know the main thing I always think is don't be scared to ask for help and, and set yourself up with, with the help that you need because uh, we, we I have a lot of help I don't just do this by myself I'm not Wonder Woman you know we've we've had to um, have a lot of help with the kids and it is rare that actually I get to drop or pick my kids up uh, which um it can be uncomfortable and they always say mummy you, you never come to school and pick me up and uh, you know your heart breaks actually but you know you do what you need to do um but thinking about us as BA it's important that we support women to progress and mm. you know get, I think the introduction of hybrid workings taken a, an even bigger step forwards that we're, they're more flexible and I know lots of colleagues are able to schedule now their working day around balancing the you know sometimes you can go and pick up the kids etc mm. so I think we, we find ourselves in a different position now to probably a few it's years just, ago even. It's just getting that balance isn't it between your home role and your work role and making sure none's tipped the wrong way too much work and too much do you know what I mean that's mm. what it is don't you think it, it, exactly and no one gets it right I don't get it right you know you just try your best and and, and do what you can do yeah and I loved I loved your comment about like when you think of a successful woman or a woman that's in like a, a, a manager position you think oh well she's bossy she's domineering that's like the stereotype of of 
a, a woman who's a manager really which is it's mm. awful but hopefully we're breaking those trends um, and Rebecca last month Sean announced um, our plan for recovery a really really good plan that live event I thought was was brilliant mm. something that I've never good. seen in BA before um, so really really interesting um, and we, like we said we've called it a better BA so can you just talk a little bit about how diversity fits into that? Yes, of course. I'm really excited about the launch of a, a better BA. Um, at the end of the day, it's our people that make us the airline that we are. We've got extremely talented colleagues across the business and all bring in their own unique experiences. And at BA, we've got to do all we can to create a safe and inclusive workplace where people can be their best. So BA... Um, has launched a better BA as part of our recovery plan and we've also got our sustainability program be a better world which can get confusing because they're very similar but what we're what we're doing is part of that is setting new targets on gender equality as well as introducing new family policies that better reflect the world we live in today um, so you're going to see improvements across maternity, paternity and adoption leave, for example. And I know we're releasing the, the details of that to colleagues, but just to give you a flavour of that um, maternity leave. And, and certainly I, when, when I took it uh, working for BA, it has always been statutory minimum. Um, and we've made a big step forward in, in moving away from that. So now our colleagues will be getting 100 percent salary for 10 weeks. Then they'll be getting another 10 weeks at 50 percent pay with further options for statutory maternity pay and unpaid leave. And we're also improving paternity leave as well. So I think all of this is just great steps forward. And I'm confident we're going to continue to create a more inclusive workplace for women. But we, we've still got more to do. These are just the start of the, the journey of becoming a better BA. Mm, definitely. I, I like the way when in Sean's blog, um, he was saying basically it's not a sprint it's a marathon we just take it step by step exactly. do you know what i mean if we go too fast we just do it wrong so we just take mm -hmm. it portion by portion to build it up um so i like that the way he described that good um oh so now i'm pleased to invite patel to the show welcome chansley how are you yeah i'm fine thank you caroline thank you for having oh. me you're welcome now chansley works in our airports team as aircraft movement specialist um, tell us a little bit about that role um, and why you think diversity and inclusion and gender equality is important. So when I started in aircraft movements, uh, I, I started as one of the first women in the section. And um, I remember when I started, I had a lot of comments, unfortunately, from um, just men around the ramp. And they were commenting that this is the man's section. Um, and it was really hard for me to, to, like, to step in and and want to feel comfortable in the section but as the time has gone on and with diversity changing um we have lucy as well that um that is currently on maternity leave but she is coming back in, into the section we had linda um who sadly passed away but that is a start to you know involving more and more women into the section um i know we have some new starters coming along i don't know if we have any females joining but it would be good if we do because it's the start of showing women that this isn't just a man's job. Um, women can do it too. And, you know, it's possible. Girl power. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's girl power. And just really interesting from your comment there that you said, Chandi, about, um, you know, there was comments saying like it's a, it's a man's role. And I suppose if, if you or if anyone was to turn around and try and fight that, they would think, oh, here's another feminist. 
here's another woman trying to be a man, that sort of thing. So it's 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 interesting to still hear that those sort of things are happening. Yeah, I, and Molly, you're right, because when I first started taking on driver training, because now I'm fairly upskilled, fully upskilled, actually. And um, I remember when I saw some previous uh, like gents that I used to work with um, in logistics, they were shocked that I could drive like a 600 tug, um, which is one of the tugs that can push back the A380. And it was just so, I just thought, you know, women it's drive on the road outside of the airport. We can drive in the airport too, but <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's just, just good because I've noticed lot, amongst the ramp, you're seeing a lot of females um, baggage in logistics. Yeah. And obviously sometimes when we're pushing back, we can see up, you know, by the window, we can see a lot of, of the female check-in um, just like watching over us and it's really good because it, it's it's nice for them to see that women can do this uh, mm -hmm, this role mm -hmm. and just you know mm -hmm. moving forward hopefully we do get some more women coming into the section yeah definitely because if we do think underwing and we think ramp we think baggage we think loading and we do in the restroom you see it's just dominated by guys oh 100 percent yeah gender equality it just seems really imbalanced so how can we yeah. promote that? How can we kind of sell it to the women? I think we just need to keep promoting, you know, around like we have obviously on the homepage, we have a lot of women sh coming up on some of the campaigns. And I think it's good to just to show us in our workwear out there, you know, like for um, like one thing is connecting the power leads to the aircraft. A lot of like some women that applied for the role recently, I know some women come up to me and they ask, is it really difficult to apply the power leads? And I said, not at all. And they have to remember that you work as a team as well. So you're bound to also work with a gentleman and you just do it together. Nothing is really hard there. And it's really about promoting and just showing women that just the section isn't a man section. It's open to all. Do you think they'll feel intimidated, women, by going into that role? No? Definitely, yeah. And yeah, yeah. as you mentioned, with the staff room, I remember when I first started with BA in 2015, I started in logistics. And my first day when I went into the staff room over there, I was I felt really uncomfortable because I thought I look like the only woman around here. But over the years, you know, six, six years on, a lot's changed. And now when you do see women coming into our section, um, you rarely see them feel as as uncomfortable. I know, unfortunately, you get some comments from some of the guys that get surprised seeing a woman come into our staff room. But yeah, I think those days are changing, and and, and it's a good start. Like, it's better than plenty of fish, isn't it? Isn't it really? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Okay, so talking of airports, I'm really pleased that Mel Birch, our director of Heathrow, is able to join us today. Welcome, Mel. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you, Caroline. Thank you for the invitation. Um, this is also my first podcast, so very exciting. Oh, no, it's good. I think it's it's just great to have you with us. I mean, I've worked with you in Terminal 4 and now you're director of Terminal Yeah, Heathrow. It's just amazing. I know you're passionate about building a diverse workforce. Can you tell us a little bit more about that, please? Yeah, absolutely. It's been really interesting um, listening to what's um, just been said. And um, Chandy, um, I can absolutely re relate to um, some of the examples that you were um, were giving. Um, but I think I think we are slowly um, making improvements. Uh, there's a long way to go. Um, we're trying really hard um, to make sure that we are 
um, creating opportunities, um, equal opportunities for people. Um, so we're doing um, some things such as, you know, making sure on our uh, in recruitment, we're, we're making sure we've got a gender balance on um, on selection committees, etc. Um, which is helping um, and, and we're spending um, more time um, out talking to people. So Chandy, just building on what you were saying, um, I'm spending a lot of time talking to some of the guys in the restroom and, and kind of trying to explain to them about the way it can sometimes feel to do things like go into a very male dominated uh, rest area. Um, as an example. Um, and actually, some of those conversations, I think, are helping because I think um, in, in some cases, um, there's a lack of appreciation or understanding as to how we feel sometimes. Um, and so it's making people think, it's having those conversations with people um, and, and, and having the debate. Um, you know, I was in, um, in aircraft movements actually at the weekend um, and um, I had a very honest debate with someone around how I felt when I first came back to Heathrow um, and walked into the, um, you, know, you know, one of the restrooms and, and people just didn't seem to know how to react to the fact that I was female. <laughs> Forget, you know, it wasn't the fact that I was director in Heathrow, so there's nothing you know, to do with that. So together, I think we've got some real opportunity to kind of break down some of those barriers just by having honest conversations with people um, as a starting point. Real, okay. So as a global airline, it's only right that we look at how International Women's Day is marked across the globe. So obviously it doesn't just happen here in the UK. Um, and what's happening with gender equality in some areas that we operate in. Um, so I'm really pleased um, to announce that we're able to invite Masako. Masako, how are you today? I'm very well, thank you, Molly. Good. I'm so Thank you, I'm so pleased to be here. So I'm Misako, Customer Service Manager at Fanbase at Haniti Airport, Tokyo. I look after airport operations and customer services. Perfect, thank you. So can you just tell us whether International Women's Day is marked in your country um, and how gender equality and equal rights is advancing in your community? Well, talking about Japan, here in Japan, we were ranked 120th out of 156 nations for the Global Gender Gap Report by the World Economic Forum last year. So the government study says we there's only 9% um, uh, women manager today. The main reason is really due to lack of government support for childcare and maternity. So over 65% of young talented women have to leave because of looking after family within 10 years. So um, government has recognized to it the needs to improve the target is 30 by 2020, but actually they had to postpone until 2030. So here in this part of the world, the change is very slow. Wow, that's really interesting, those figures. So did you say 126 out of 130? 190? 120th, ranked 120th out of 156 nations. Wow, wow, that's interesting. I think it would be really interesting to get everyone's views on this. So let's let's go around the room. Is there a is there a woman, a female that inspired you either in your current role or just to help you be a successful woman? Um, Masako, do you want to go? Thank you. Um, yes, actually. Um, working at the airport is, is I think I'm really consider myself lucky. I was given opportunity to meet many successful women managers traveling on BA. 
and out of many, I recall late Lady Barbara Judge. Um, she traveled as a premier cardholder very frequently on the route. So um, at the boarding gate, she would always take time and, and express how pleased to see me as a woman manager working in Japan every time she traveled because she recognized how challenging my role is in Japan. And she was a great role model to me and as a successful woman manager, and I felt the importance of having a role model to be inspired and hope that one day I can inspire someone who needs a little pat on her shoulder. Oh, I quite like that. It's lovely. I don't want to put anyone on the spot. So while everyone's thinking, um, my ins inspiration is definitely my mother. She is a business manager in Newcastle. Um, so she's she's successful within BA and she's the reason why I joined BA. So um, she always empowers, empowers me, encourages to do the best that I can. Um, so she's definitely my inspiration, I'd say. Anyone else want to um, take a turn? Molly, yeah, I'm going to join you there because mine is my mum and she doesn't work at BA, but she's always supported me. I've never, ever had doubt as to, you know, that I couldn't do anything, whatever um, my interests have been. She's fully supported and um, I, you know, I hope at BA we can bring some of that to the workplace, which is, you know, everybody can be what they want to be. We're trying to, as part of a better BA, make sure that everybody can achieve their full potential. Chandni? Yeah, Molly, um, yeah. mine, guys, is also my mum as well, because, uh, well, with my mum, you know, uh, within our culture, in the Asian culture, my mum's a customer service manager. She's not, she doesn't work for BA, but throughout the years, even when me and my siblings were younger, she was going to work. And I remember within the family, there was comments about her, like, how do you manage the family and how do you manage to work? And Ever since then, she's always empowered me to, you know, keep moving forward with my dreams. Uh, when I told her that I've applied for pushbacks, she empowered me even more. She said, go for it. She said, don't ever be disencouraged uh, because of comments, you know, like outside of BA, but comments within the family, um, just outside of life. Like, you know, friends and family will say things about you work with men and, you know, don't you want to have children? Don't you want to get married? All these sort of comments, well, you know, all that, all the the stigma behind it but my mum has definitely empowered me throughout and it's 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 a really good force i think all of our mothers are going to be crying when they hear this podcast <laughs> on uh, mel what about yourself so i i guess i do go back to my family um and it's probably my grandma um she used to um she, i don't know she was a bit eccentric if i'm being honest with you um but she always made me kind of think outside of the box a little bit and um you know, always just push me to, to to do things that maybe other girls didn't do. Um, and things like she used to own a, um, she used to do a lot of horse riding. So, um, you know, she used to push me to go and muck out stables when, you know, I, my sister wouldn't do it. And um, she used to push me, she was a person who actually pushed me when I was 19 years old to go and work in America for a couple of months. Uh, I knew nobody, I went on my own. Um, and she's like, you can do this, Mel, do it. And it was the best thing I ever did um, in terms of, you know, just character building. I became more independent. Um, she's just, yeah, a very, very special lady. Oh, hopefully, hopefully we can be like those women someday and empower other people. Um, so the joys of um, working remotely, Caroline dropped out, but now that she's joined us again. Um, Caroline, um, is there a particular female that inspires you? Michelle Obama. I think I'm, I'm, I've got to go and read her book, but I do when I see her and she's so 
she's so inspiring because she's you know she's a family and you know orientated as well and her relationship with her husband and and yeah she's great definitely i've loved her speech as well um it was a few years ago but she did an amazing speech um i think when she became um when she was working in the White House. It was a really lovely speech, if anyone has a chance to listen to it. Rebecca and Mel, as we get towards the end of the podcast, I wonder if you had any advice for women thinking about a career in aviation who might be put off um, thinking that it is quite a male-dominated environment. Um, so Mel, do you want to take the lead on that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you, you've got to go for it, um, without a doubt. And um, there's so much opportunity um, in the airline industry. And if I I just look back at my kind of 25 years um, in aviation. I've done some amazing jobs, um, you know, some of them, um, you know, where they've been quite male dominated as an example, but I've worked in catering, I've worked in operations planning, resourcing, I've worked in operational management roles, I've even managed cabin crew. Um, I've been in HR, which I never thought I'd go into HR and, um, you know, managed um, employee relations for, for, for four years. Um, so there's some great opportunities so you can absolutely um, do this. Um, you know, we've got to, to look at how we can start to um, smash stereotypes and bias, um, you know, in, in communities. And, and, and we've all got to work together to do that. Um, and whilst we know that aviation is typically a male-dominated environment, particularly um, our engineering and flight, op community, flight ops communities, and at BA we're doing all we can to change that. You know, things like, you know, reverse mentoring schemes, new gender targets, more inclusive policies um, are all stepping stones to, to creating a better, more inclusive airline. Um, our apprenticeship schemes, they're, they're also another great way to break the bias. Um, you know, if we look at our engineering apprenticeship schemes, uh, for example, they've been incredibly successful attracting women into roles um, where they can bring their perspective and skills to their work environment. Um, so there's lots of opportunity there and we're trying to break down those barriers, break down the bias. It's a great industry to come, come, come and work in. Um, you know, one of my kids works here now. I've got five children and one of them's here having an amazing time. Um, so go for it. Don't let anything hold you back. Thanks. And what about yourself, Rebecca? Oh, I couldn't agree more with what Mel said, but simply put, Women shouldn't be put off going into any industry and, and certainly not aviation. It's a very exciting business that we work in and there's so many different areas of BA and opportunities within all of those areas. It's very diverse in terms of different roles that we've got to offer. And, and frankly, you know, what, what I say to my kids and I'll say to all of you is go for what you're interested in. Just go for it find something that you're passionate about that you're really keen to get into there's nothing that should stop you and and just go ahead and aviation is one of the most exciting businesses obviously i'm biased but i absolutely love it <laughs> excitement's <laughs> a word i like that <laughs> i couldn't agree more um, rebecca in terms of you know we've got to allow people to 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 feel free to reach their full potential uh, and that was a conversation I was having with my daughter um, just last night, actually. Um, and she looked at me like I was a bit bonkers, but um, she, she's 15 years old. But ultimately, the message to her was, look, do what you want to do. Be what you want to be. Yeah, you can do it. Um, and um, you know, I think she probably um, went to bed thinking about it, but um, a bit confused by it. But um, it's certainly a message I keep trying to share with my children. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. 
Well, that's it for today's episode. Um, a big thank you to Rebecca, to Mel, to Chandley and Masaka and my co-host Molly for joining us. Um, now, the Check-In Podcast is a podcast hosted by BA colleagues. We've got Paul, Julian, Molly and myself. And you can listen to more episodes as we release them on one. Um, we hope you enjoyed today's episode, everyone. You can get in touch with us through our chat rooms on one. So if you've got a topic that you'd like to be covered, just let us know. Um, so thanks for listening, everyone. Stay safe and take care. Bye. 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 <laughs>